0: And I told her, Rhonda, I needed to talk to you about something. And she said, what is it? And I told her that I believe God was leading her from the ministry. She looked me in my eye for the first time. What I was thinking she was going to say, what about the boys? What about the mortgage? What about the cotton note? What about all these other things? But instead, she didn't say any of that. She said, Ronnie, We need to be obedient to God. Welcome
1: to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Glad to have you along today as we get together with folks in the Memphis community and sometimes around the world. It's called Mid-South Viewpoint, but such a variety doing live shows from the Museum of the Bible on the Square in Collierville to interviewing folks in Branson to interviewing our city mayor to interviewing local pastors. It's always a variety. Well, recently I got a chance to meet Ronnie Johnson, who's the pastor of Mary of Redemption Outreach Ministries. And how I got to meet Ronnie is he spoke at a prayer breakfast, a gathering uh, on Tuesdays at Brother Juniper's, where men, I'm I'm sure women can come to, to this Bible study. Early in the morning, my boss, Todd Payne, general manager here at Bot Radio Network, was at that breakfast, as he usually is on Tuesdays, first thing he said to me, you've got to meet Ronnie Johnson. He was preaching out of the book of Acts. It was powerful. God showed up, and you need to meet Ronnie Johnson. So I called Ronnie. If your boss tells you to call somebody, you better call him. So I did. I called Ronnie. We scheduled the time to come in the studio and record Pastor's Forum, part one and two. After we finished, Ronnie just had so much on his heart he wanted to share. We wanted to get more specific about the ministry that God's called him to called Miracle of Redemption Outreach Ministries that's located in the heart of the Nutbush community. Many of our friends know Nutbush community is usually associated with high crime, prostitution, drugs, and a lot of poverty and people that are hurting and broken. So the message of the gospel right in the heart of that area is such a wonderful thing to see happen through this ministry of Miracle of Redemption and Ronnie welcome to this program first of all thank you thank you for inviting me you grew up in the projects here in Memphis you were the oldest of four children single
0: mom you were moved from a couple different projects I believe yes sir I'm actually the oldest son and the third child of the four but I took the role as the father and the older brother out of us four because His. your
1: father died when you were right. two years old correct so there was not a father figure in the home? Correct. The role models that you had weren't
0: the most positive ones, I don't believe. No, sir. They wasn't. Unfortunately, I grew up around tough guys who was drug dealers, pimps, um, killers, um, you name it. So I chose that way of life because I thought that's the life uh, was meant for me. How bad was your crack addiction? It's real bad. Man, I think I was addicted. Over fourteen years on crack. It was bad. But thank God I've been redeemed. Yes. Now
1: sir. you told me that you didn't come into a relationship with Christ until you were thirty years old. By that time the devil had bitten a lot of your life through the drugs and the alcohol, stealing cars. You
0: spent twelve years in prison? At different points. At different uh, points. Yep. Yes, a total of twelve years.
1: But it wasn't until you met a man named Ronnie Tullis. Correct who has a ministry in the Claiborne neighborhood, downtown Memphis. Right. You told me you were kind of staking out your territory, running drug houses, and this ministry came in, and you were kind of
0: suspicious of them, weren't you? Yes, sir, we was. We first thought initially that they were the feds, the police, just pretending to be workers uh, there at that facility at that time. Yes, but because there would always be something that would give them away, if you was you know just notice hard enough. So, you yeah.
1: Know. So you were sent to investigate, and you, you met Ronnie, and through an opportunity to work for some hours of pay. Now, you said that was really the first legitimate job you'd ever been offered.
0: Correct. Even said. To this day, I went up expecting one thing, and I left with something that I never expected better than I ever expected, and that's coming to know Jesus as my personal Lord.
1: Ronnie, this changed the whole trajectory of your life. Correct. And you realize that, I know. Absolutely. And that's what's so exciting to see how God got a hold of your heart and your life. Yes. Can't imagine. You had a friend die in your arms one time. Yes, sir. The hurt and the pain, I mean,
0: that's an awful place to be. Yes, sir. It bothered me for many years, and that was part of, I think, of my addiction, you know, trying to just covet uh, a lot of those dreadful moments, such as that one, out of my mind. So, trying to escape.
1: Now, when you trusted Christ and built this relationship with Ronnie Tellis and started spending time studying the Bible, and I remember when I first became a Christian, because I didn't grow up in a church environment myself, and I would try to read the Bible. Man, it was hard to understand. Correct. Was was that hard for you, too?
0: Absolutely. It was the same way. So having somebody to
1: help guide you, share with you, disciple you, that's very important.
0: Yes, sir. It is. And when I first met Ronnie, uh, he had something that I wanted. Something that I never had to know God in a way that I saw Him in His relationship with the Lord. So. Something that really stood
1: out to me when you shared your story. He invited you up to the attic, correct? Where he was going to go pray. What did you witness when
0: you saw Ronnie go pray in the attic? Well, I witnessed something that I never witnessed before, and that's the presence of God, a sense the spirit of God, in a way like i never had before and it was so convicting words can't explain it but i knew and i know that it was god
1: you realize you can't go back to the lifestyle that you had lived before i mean stealing cars drugs and i mean was it an automatic
0: change or was it a process well, for me, miraculously, it was automatic change. You know, God immediately changed my want tos. I had wanted something so badly better than what I had. In that day, when I cried out to the Lord, not knowing exactly all about the religion or, or the relationship with Christ, what it was like, I meant it with all my heart and that made all the difference.
1: Talk about that process in those early years once you made that trust in Christ and you discovered what he was offering you and the new life you were experiencing. What was that process about being discipled and when did you come to a place that you realized that you yourself wanted to be a pastor?
0: Well, after a -a 90-day Here at uh, observing me by Ronan Tullis to see where I come from in the hood, we address several sayings to believe it's someone sincere or not. We would use term like proof is in the pudding. Uh, Money on wood makes it all good. Money out of sight, start a fight. Seeing us believing, I think Ronnie wanted to just make sure that I was serious about this walk. And after 90 days, he suggested me to consider going to work for a friend named Jeff Patrick who at that time had a company, telephone business, uh, called Americon Telecommunication. And Jeff allowed me to come and work with him for about a year. And and after a year, Rhonda asked Jeff, could I come back and work for him? Today, Jeff is a pastor
1: of a church down at the Memphis Union Mission. Correct. Of course, Jeff's been on our program before. Jeff's a really good friend of mine. That's a great story there. Mm -hmm. And so after the time and experience there, again, growing, learning. uh, be holding down a mm-hmm. full-time job mm-hmm. and then you went back to start doing ministry work with Ronnie Tellis.
0: Correct. To be honest, I enjoy working in... Even though I never had a a male role model to drill in my head to whatever I desired or wanted, that it was instilled in me by my mother that I had to work hard for it. Even doing wrong, you know, I worked just as hard in doing wrong. But when God saved me, I asked God, could he take that same energy that I did wrong with and turn around and use it for his good? Yes, sir. So I was able to work there in the ministry with Ronnie uh, for 18 years and seeing things that money can't even buy. Thousands of people coming to know Christ as a personal Lord and Savior and having the privilege over the years of discipling other men like I was discipled by Ronnie and Desi and others. So, after 18 years of planning yourself there, growing, learning,
1: watching God do great things through the ministry of Ronnie Tullis, there was another change that took
0: place. I mean, there was, you really felt God leading you to start a new work. Yes. Uh, well, I really, to be honest, I was denying it from the beginning but God wouldn't leave me alone about it and it was one night I can remember like yesterday that the the Holy Spirit the Lord woke me up out of my sleep and and asked me the question are you going to trust me or man see I depended on my uh, employer to uh, for my paycheck every week, and so that with three boys in school, um, man, I didn't give it a second thought about quitting my job to uh, venture out somewhere. Exactly, I didn't know what God was calling me to do, but I knew whatever He was calling me to do, that I had to confront my wife and let her know what I believe God was doing. Well, after the Lord waking me up that night, I surrendered to the Lord, to the call and said, Lord, I would be obedient to you. And so my wife awakened the next morning and I told her, Rhonda, I needed to talk to you about something. And she said, what is it? And I told her that I believe God was leading us from the ministry. She looked me in my eyes for the first time. What I was thinking she was going to say, what about the boys? What about the mortgage? What about the car note? What about all these other things? But instead, she didn't say any of that. She said, Ronnie, we need to be obedient to God. And that confirmed it in the calling. And so... I informed uh, my employer that we believed that God was leading us from the ministry, and so he then requested that we just write up a resignation. A month later, I stepped out and not exactly knowing where God was leading us, but we knew He was leading us somewhere. It's just like the children of Israel walking through the wilderness. Man, we walked through the wilderness from for ninety days, not having a for certain place to meet. We met. But ninety days there at the Baptist Student Union in the Medical District. Now, when we first stepped out, we didn't have anywhere where to go until a day before that we agreed that it would be our last day at the ministry. We get a call and said the doors of the Baptist Student Union was open for us to rent to meet there. Man, you we had two hundred dollars in the bank. And they said that they would work out an agreement where we can rent that space only on Sundays for a certain number of hours for $1,000 a month. And man, I said, that's not going to (laughs) work. And just like God has always been, he was faithful once again to provide rent for those 90 days there at that facility.
1: Yeah. And Ronnie, as you were trusting God to follow his leadership, believing that you were moving into a new territory, new horizon of ministry, following Him. Like you said, not knowing the specifics, but there was some things in your heart that formed. I mean, there was some an idea of vision, an idea of mission that really
0: formulated right. in your heart. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. Uh, like I said on our last session, God has given us vision through the enabling of the Holy Spirit. We desire to be a catalyst for spiritual transformation in the Bush community that we're now living in. God has given us a a mission that we're on. We are a ministry focusing on being a beacon of God's love. And that's what's missing that we see daily. People just not being loved. We believe that the Bible is the infallible Word of God and serve as the guide for all that we do. Our mission is to be a catalyst for renewal and revival for the inner city of Memphis. And why did you pick Nutbush specific? Why was that particular area of the community chosen to be where the ministry would be established? You hit the nail on the head once again. It was chosen, not by me, but by God. We was invited by a young lady who was a, a member at Orchard Baptist Church. And at this time, Orchard Baptist was pretty much dead. I mean, they had dissolved and wasn't meeting there at their facility. Well, this young lady called me by the name is Judy. She said, Pastor Ronnie? And I said, yes. She said, I heard you love telling people about Jesus. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, I also heard y'all was looking for a place to worship. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she invited me to come see her. And in the process, I invited Several of my board of directors to come with me, and so after touring the facility, she asked to see me in her office. At that time, I was anticipating that she was going to work out an agreement for the leasing terms there. But instead, she said, uh, Brother Ronnie, what do you think about the facility, the church, the sanctuary and all? And I said, man, we like it. And I asked her, how much are y'all renting the church for? And she said, well, Brother Ronnie, God told us to give it to you. <laughs> yes, sir. To give it to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's nothing in my life that has occurred that I, that's good that I can take credit for.
1: Well, based on that vision and the mission statement, there's some really core values, too, that you adhere to. It's so important that we have these as the church because folks are messed up in life. Like you said, you come from different... Not everybody's a prostitute. Right. Everybody's a drug addict. Right. But folks come from a variety of different things. You've got to have some values and some core beliefs and teachings. Of course, as you mentioned, it's all based upon God's Word. Correct. What are some of these other values you have?
0: Our main value in the core uh, of our ministry, the heartbeat of our ministry, is evangelistic in nature, with the focus on discipleship and training in uh, the new Christians. We provide support for also for the church Miracle Redemption Church, which. I am the pastor, at, and we uh, operate a, a variety of programs providing food, clothing, and an outreach to the hungry and hurting people that the Lord had put us in the community to serve. We believe, by using the word REACH as an acronym to be a motto, how we are going to reach those who God has given us the ministry to, It's about relationship respect and responsibility. We can't have no ministry without a relationship with the individual we are ministering. Too. And we believe that every relationship should be based on respect one for the other. And we also see the ministry not as a job, but uh, as our responsibility. That's so important, too, when you talk about the issue of respect,
1: because just because we are in faith in Christ mm-hmm. and trying to reach someone who's not in relationship, what well, we should, like you said, it's love, mm-hmm. it's respect, mm-hmm. it's showing them the dignity they are, being there to listen to their hurts and to provide the message of hope. But we have to be real people to help build that relationship. It's all part of it. It's a wonderful, wonderful value that you've got.
0: Yes, sir. And people don't really believe, even want to have a relationship with you unless they know you care. And also a part of our value, core values, is that try to encourage the importance of of education. That's why we desire to have that after-school program, Uh, and we are asking for volunteers to help with tutoring, uh, because most of our kids in our community is not reading on the grade level that they should be on. And we do everything we do without motive. It's, It's with empathy. You know, we mean from our hearts and believing with our heart that God wants to do a great work in the individual's life. So we believe in also edification, building those up who had been torn down for so many years, broken and crumbling, that, hey, God loves you and that through Christ you can be whatever God chooses for your life to be in the purpose that he has designed for you to walk in. And we believe in the AS being available, I promise you. There is nothing special about me. I don't have any special abilities that would amuse God. But what I have found out was that God is not interested in our abilities. God is more concerned, are you going to be available? Yeah. And so the people need to know, are you going to be there when they need you? And then trying to change the attitude of the individuals and establish accountability with the people we're ministering to and to be consistent in that ministry that God has called us to do and be committed to get a commitment from those even who we're ministering to as they look for a commitment from us. At the end of the day, our prayer is that God would just change, transform the community of Nubbush in the way that he desires. And that is that men and women, boys and girls, come to the saving knowledge of who he is. And last but not least, least. It's all about honesty. Uh, a lot of the, the youngest kid that we see on a regular basis can come and sit and listen to you for a few minutes and and can tell whether or not if you are what they call real of faith. Other words, sincere or not. Right. Uh, It's about humility. Uh, Because we are pastors or or been saved, we are no better than anyone else. We got to learn to suffer as Christ did in in order so that uh, we can know Him in a way that we know Him today. It's about humility, getting down on their level, to be able to reach them, to listen, to uh, let them know it's okay. You understand. You've been there. And at the end of the day, we want those who we are trying to reach with the gospel to feel good about who they are in Christ to have honor in their new faith wow. uh, as a belief. <laughs> the word reach
1: has a lot to Offer, doesn't it? Yes, And these core values here. Ronnie, talk about the team that Mm -hmm. God's given you. I mean, what you're sharing with these core values about your mission and the vision, you can't do this by yourself.
0: Once again, it goes back to the people that God has surrounded me with, who love the Lord themselves. I couldn't have orchestrated none of the men that's in my life now who holds me accountable, who... Our prayer partners, disciple partners, who help get the word out about the things we're doing during the Nubus area. But in all honesty, we have abundance of nothing, (laughs) basically, just faith, and that's all uh, we rely on, but we need prayer partners. God has established five good men around me that we pray and get together on a regular basis and try to undergird the ministry the best that we can. But the need is so great that our dependence on God to provide is monthly. We don't have a bunch and or none set to decide to allocate to a particular thing every month. And also we looking for volunteers for our children's program. We desire for Miracle Redemption to be a safe place where the kids can come. Matter of fact, for the last two summers, without any state, city support, federal, we had summer camp where we would have 50 to 60 kids from 8 o'clock to 2 o'clock every day for five days a week from Monday to Friday for two months just providing that safe place for them I and mean, we would get volunteers to come to help with that and there was through seminary students who we gave stipends to help out as well and god would work in areas like that but we also need uh just volunteers for our bible studies if we can provide a place where men and women even boys and girls can and come and just have a place where they know they're going to hear the undulterated word of God. Our uh, desire to, to provide a place such as that. And like most ministries, we need faithful financial consistent supporters. So we have a a few on on one hand, but that's been sufficient for our survival so far. But as we continue ministry, we've seen that need grow more and more every day think, Ronnie, what we've been talking about largely today is investing in life
1: change because our lives have been changed by the gospel. We have seen yes, the benefits of what Jesus has done for us because someone else prayed for us, someone else right. invested in our lives, someone else took time to be that mentor, that example, to disciple. And so it's about returning the good for the kingdom. It's all for the kingdom of Christ, basically. And we talk about the issues of crime in our city and the the things that we see in poverty. The biggest way the church can address these is by serving, by coming alongside and undergirding ministries like yourself.
0: Yes, sir. And we believe that everything that has occurred thus far it's been all God. And though at the same time, we have to be faithful in what God has called us to do, is to Dr. Gray Allison, B. Gray Allison, that Mid-America's Baptist Theological Seminary, taught us in our evangelism class that how he explained how Mid-America became the school that it is. He said that it began in prayer. And he learned that once you begin to pray, whatever that is that God has called you to do, then you tell others. And I think, you know, he couldn't been more right, you know, hopefully that just like me meeting you. I didn't arrange this. It's something that God did. Hopefully that there will be somebody who's listening today that would like to really invest in a ministry where lives are truly being changed and people are being saved. Thank you man' God bless you Ronnie this has been a true honor for me to have you here today this has
1: been a real treat for us before we say goodbye there is a website for the church Anyone want to give that out
0: yes sir our website is miracleofredemptionoutreach.org. Miracle of redemption
1: outreach.org miracle of yes sir. that is the website and if somebody wanted to call you there's a direct line too I believe
0: yes sir 901. 216 4193. Our mailing address is 3575 Orchie Road, Memphis, Tennessee 38108. All right. God bless you, Ronnie Johnson.
1: Thank you for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom and the Nutbush community of our city through the Miracle of Redemption Outreach Ministry. It's been great to have you here on our program.
0: Thank you for inviting me.
1: Friends, that's all the time we have on today's Mid South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.